Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. We all suffer from negative thinking, and it is always putting us in the worst of moods. We're comparing ourselves frequently. It drags us down. It can just be the worst. And then social media came along, and negative thinking even got worse, especially for our kids. So today, I bring on a neuropathic doctor who specializes in overcoming negative thinking to help us love ourselves. This episode is a must, especially if you have kids. But first, gotta pay the bills. Is your child interested in a smartphone and nagging you all the time because everyone else has one? Well, check out the Pinwheel phone and the Gab wireless phone. These are both amazing alternatives to smartphones. Gab phones are dumb phones and smartphone body. Talk and text and that's it. You can control exactly who they message and who they call, if they can send pictures, and they don't have to worry about the dangers of the internet and social media. The Pinwheel phone is an amazing transition phone that gives your kids a few more options and responsibilities and help them learn more about using a phone responsibly. It comes with a parent portal so you can always know what's going on on your kid's device at all times. Links to both of those phones are in the podcast description that gives you a good discount. One more ad and then we'll get on with the podcast. All right, everybody, we are back. So I am so pumped for our guest here today, guys. I have with me here Dr. Bisleen Atley. She's a neuropathic doctor who specializes in helping people overcome the hateful voices in their own heads to help them live a mentally healthy life. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Bisleen. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I just want to say it's naturopathic doctor. <laughs> nah, ha, there yeah. we go. I know I was going to yeah. mix myself up on the air somehow or another. Not a neuropathic. She is not Dr. Strange, but she's just as good. So (laughs) yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited just to be here and to be able to share my knowledge and just inspire more people and how they can master their mental health. Oh, well, I am so psyched. I think there's a lot of people who, I mean, like you as a teen, you know, they fill their heads with negative self-talk, negative thinking. And I mean, I don't believe it's, it's there by default, but I mean, how did you end up in this space? Like, from, I don't know, where you were to giving freaking TED Talks about like, yeah. you know, overcoming your, this negative self-talk and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, my story kind of goes all the way back to when I was 16 and that's from something, some parts of that I mentioned in my TED Talk as well. Uh, but I'm very open with sharing my story because I think there's always so much to learn when people are vulnerable and share their experiences. But when I was 16, I was actually diagnosed with depression. Um, and at that time, so that was more than 10 years ago. Um, and at that time, like there wasn't really talk about it. I didn't really know what it meant. Um, there was like zero education on it in schools. And my doctor was like, you know, you need these like special happy pills and they're going to make you feel better. Um, and I talked to my parents about it. We decided like, you know, I wasn't going to go on medication. So it's fine. Um, but because I didn't get the help that I really needed, my life just kind of started to spiral downwards after that. Um, I started to like fail classes. I, I quit my uh, sports teams and every, everything that I was in at that point. Um, and then I got into Waterloo University 
university where things just started to kind of get worse and worse for me because now I was away from home. And it's when I kind of ended up in the hospital in my second year of university that I was like kind of shook and shaken a little bit because that's just how bad my mental health had gotten. And I kind of just made a vow to myself at that point because I had all these dreams and I knew that I wanted to like help people, but like I was nowhere even close to helping myself and getting myself into a place of feeling good. And that's when my journey kind of really started. And I just started to reach out to everyone that I knew and just started to talk about mental health, started to talk to different doctors and counselors and tried group therapy and tried all these different things just to see what worked for me. And I think it's because of that persistence that I was like, I'm not giving up on my mental health. You know, I know that I can get into a place of feeling good. I mean, even now, right. It's like, it's like an everyday journey and a work in progress, but it's after putting in years and years and years and years of hard work and just not giving up and trying different things that I was finally able to get to a place where I was like, yeah, like, I feel good in myself and who I am. And I was like, I need to like go back and teach as many young people as possible as to how they can get there. Because I'm such a big believer in that, you know, when we get into a place where we do feel good about ourselves and who we are, we literally become unstoppable, you know, and, and the world so is ours to conquer. That is so true. Um, yeah. Real quick, by chance, do you have a pair of headphones you could plug into thine computer? Oh, I do have headphones in here right now. Yeah, my AirPods should be connected. Okay, sweet. Is the sound quality still pretty bad? Um, not necessarily bad. It sounds a little two toned. Um, like there's a high and a low going at the same time. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, I fix it. <laughs> you're good. You're good. We're not tech wizards. Again, we're not Doctor Strange. Um, okay. <laughs> you're fine. Um, I think. Well, like I was saying before, I I don't think a lot of that negative self talk is there by default. Like it's gotta be partially learned, told to us, like built into our culture, our society. Like, what are your thoughts? Where does all this negativity our youth today are facing come from? Well, as a young person, right? Your biggest influence are your parents. And it's not like parents are at fault, but we basically learn everything from them, right? And then what they've learned comes from like their parents, right? But I mean, there obviously is, is, is a role that our society and the big corporations and what we've just learned to believe also plays a role in that too, right? Because we we live in such a consumer world and, you know, in the big world that we live in, we're always like, everything that's like shown to us makes us believe that what we have isn't enough, right? And that we need more things and that we need this and that we need that. But so much of it also comes from our parents. And I just think that over the past generations, like no one's actually talked about these things, right? And we're also living in a new world in society now where young people have more free time, right? No one's turning 19, getting married and having 10 kids at once anymore. Unless right? they live in Utah. No, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And so because we have that space and gap, it's almost just like young people are like, okay, like, what do we do now? There's more time to think and, and, and reflect and and I think there's just so many changing and, and moving pieces that we kind of need to kind of adjust and adapt to this new time now. But that's where it kind of like stems from. It's a lot of different pieces uh, kind of playing a role. That is, yeah, woof. Parents, no pressure, but kind of yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I mean, if, if if us as adults, when we have kids, can be better about loving ourselves and the way we talk about ourselves in front of our kids, that's going to help mm -hmm. frame the conversations they're going to have with themselves when they're older. Exactly. And that's, and I work with parents too, and I do workshops with them too. And I always say, right, like if you more than just thinking about how to parent your child, it's like reflect that, 
right? They learn everything from you. When you show self-care to yourself, they see that as, you know, I can do this for myself. When you develop a loving relationship with the people around you, then they are able to develop that loving relationship because it, because kids are just like sponges and they absorb everything from parents. So it's like, you know, how do you grow resilient kids? You grow them by being resilient yourself and you raise them by being resilient yourself. So. Yeah. And I mean, here's a good question. How, how has social media impacted the way that we think about ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big topic, but um, <laughs> I think, you know, social media definitely has a negative impact on our mental health if you don't use it right. I'm a very big advocate and I, I never shame social media because one, I'm very active on it. Yes. Um, and it's because of social media that I have a writing business too. So I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's all about constantly bringing into awareness and recognizing that, you know, if you're using it for all the wrong reasons, aka scrolling on it, it's definitely having a negative impact on your mental health. So it's about bringing in that constant awareness and I try not to scroll on it as much as possible or I scroll on it and make sure I'm only looking at pages that are going to bring me positivity and reinforce my great mental health instead of bringing me down. What are your thoughts? So, I mean, we all saw in the news recently, like the whole Kim Kardashian versus Kanye West social media. Have you seen that? So honestly, I don't really watch news. So it's on top of any of that stuff. I I just saw a flash up on Instagram. Kanye West was frustrated with, Kim because their daughter popped up on TikTok um, under Kim's account. She's eight. And so they're making this whole conversation about how eight-year-olds should not have social media and things like that. And I'm all about delay. Delay is the way for me. I love it when kids stay off social media as long as they can until they're old enough to have some healthy habits with it. Because yeah, if you don't use it right, it's like, well, you're kind of setting yourself self up for some negative hate all the time. Totally. And it's so key to, which I don't think enough parents realize as well as like so many kids that that critical age up until like grade eight. So I think that's when they're like 12, 13, 14 ish. That's their key time that they're really developing beliefs about themselves and the world around them. And even like patients I deal with now, when, when we talk about, you know, like, how did you become this person? So much of it goes back to that critical, those few critical years, right? And, and all of that plays out to you being an adult and literally controls like the rest of your life. So it's so key during that time. And I do believe that like kids shouldn't be on social media because I feel like they don't know how to interpret the world around them. No. And then being on that and being exposed to all that, they're definitely going to end up with the messed up beliefs that will come out when they're adults, you know? Oh yeah. A hundred percent of how yeah. they should look, who they should love, how they should love them, all of the above. And it's going to come out all sorts of nasty when they're old. Yeah, exactly. Um, and all, and I have this like fake too. Right. And so they were trying to achieve this reality and live it when it's not even real. I know. So yeah. I, I heard some nine-year-old girl the other week in town. It's like, mommy, take a picture and then make me pretty with a filter. I was like, oh, no, come on. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, oh, that's so sad. So there are, there are a number of things people try to get rid of these negative thoughts and self-hate. I mean, there's therapy, which is amazing. And um, sometimes medication will help if there's a chemical imbalance. Um, but you also discovered some simple means that people can achieve healthy mental state. It doesn't happen overnight, but there are things that people can try that can help. Um, so let's hear, what are some of those tips and tricks and things you'd be willing to share in your journey and research that would be helpful? 
Yeah. So um, as an naturopathic doctor, a lot of what I do is the holistic work with patients, right? So going beyond the medications and therapy to really help people optimize their lifestyle. So I'm really, really big on that. So one of the things, for example, with my patients that I do, and I'm just like, this is not even optional is, is exercise, right? Four to five times a week, minimum for 30 minutes. Exercise and research has shown to be literally just as effective as antidepressant medications for low to moderate depression which is like mind blowing. Right. And if you really think about it, has anybody ever done a workout and was like, Oh, I, I still regret that. Like, I wish I didn't do that workout. <laughs> no one has. Right. Cause you just feel so great. And you're just so proud of yourself for completing that. So exercise is, is a really big thing too. Nutrition as well. I think it's just so overlooked. Right. That is literally the food that, that fuels like food is the fuel for your body. Just like how you put oil in a car. Right. And, and it runs. Um, if you want your body to kind of run like a premium, I always give this example of like premium cars, right? If you take like a Ferrari and a Toyota, right? Nothing wrong with the Toyota, but they're going to take very different fuels. Ferrari is going to take premium fuel and Toyota will, will take the regular kind, right? So it's almost like if you want your body to run like a Ferrari and like a premium car, give it that premium fuel. And one of the best premium fuels you can give your body are vegetables. There's been studies done. And it's shown that if you eat about four to five servings of vegetable a day, your, your chances of developing depression decrease by 64%, which is like mind blowing. Right. And for, so one serving is like half a cup of cooked vegetables or one cup of raw vegetables. Right. Dang. So really easy to just grab some greens, throw it on your plate when, when you're eating, um, when you're eating any sort of meal. The other tip I also love to give people is, you know, if you want more happiness in your life, do more of what makes you happy, right? And intentionally create moments, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? And yes, you can't control everything, right? Like, yes, you can't not do something. Like, you know, if you don't like doing the dishes, like, you still have to do them. But maybe you can change your perspective as to what dishes mean to you and, and you doing them or find someone else to do them, right? But I encourage people, be intentional about your happiness and your life, right? It's like waking up and being like, how can I make today as happy as possible? And you just focus on one day at a time. And that's actually what my TEDx talk also talked about too, kind of creating these happiness systems in our lives and, and just starting with one day at a time. Because if you wake up and you're like, how can I make today as amazing and as happy as possible for myself, then you're successful. Then you just wake up and, and do it again. And then again, and again, and then before you know it, weeks and months and years have passed by and you finally have that happy life that you've craved for so long. And it started off by you just focusing on one day at a time. That's incredible. Because a lot of times when you ask people like, how can you overcome the negative voices in your head? Da, 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 da. They go into, I mean, the mindset stuff is great, but they go into all that stuff. When, when it comes down to it, loving yourself comes down to actions of loving yourself, exercising, treating your body, giving your body that love that it needs to release all that cortisol that's been built up and making y'all stressed out and unhappy. So that, and then you go and not eat crap all the time and eat stuff that makes you feel good. I did. I had a scout leader when I was younger. He said, when you do good, you feel good. When you do bad, you feel bad. And oh my gosh, like you're breaking ground there. Copernicus. Like it's so yeah. true. Um, it's true. It's the simple stuff, right? I feel like I, whenever I talk to my patients, even I'm like, if you feel like this is hard and complicated, you're doing it wrong. You know, feeling good and good health. It's simple, simple, it's simple stuff. Yep. Simple. simple Being kind to ourselves is so important, but oh my gosh, it can be so hard. Like, you know, we get caught in the middle of the workday or different things, comparison and all these different things that we've built into ourselves. 
what would you say st- step numero uno? Step number one is if you have a teen or a person here that's struggling, what would you tell them? Yeah, so self-kindness, it is one of the really big things. So two ways to kind of go about it. And then people can decide whatever step that they want, right? So a lot of that is our thoughts that we think, right? Our thoughts that we think in the way that we've primed ourselves to be when we make a mistake or whatever. Most of us prime ourselves to kind of be mean to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And there's something called the thought behavior cycle, right? So you have that thought where you feel mean to yourself. It usually perpetuates some sort of behavior that kind of reinforces that thought. And then that cycle just kind of continues. And I like to call it the thought behavior cycle. So sometimes what happens is that depending on where someone is in their mental health journey, some people can start working right at their thoughts and and working on changing that. But for other people, it can be really hard to take that step of just working on that thought that just feels so strong. So I always tell them, look at what behavior you're doing, right? When When you say mean things to yourself, what are you doing? I remember specifically with one of my patients, what he would do is that he would isolate himself. Right. And when he isolated himself, the thoughts just became worse and it became that thought behavior cycle. So what I started to get him to do is instead of isolating himself, we changed that behavior. He would either reach out to someone or he'd go on a walk or you just do something opposite of that. And then what happens is that when you change that behavior, you then put yourself in any positive environment instead of a negative environment. And so then it's a lot easier to change that negative thought and make it a positive thought. But it can be hard to jump from a negative thought to a positive thought. But that uh, that bridge in between can be that positive environment change. So if you want to be someone who's like, you know, you're like, I'm just going to work on mindset. Go ahead, do it. All you have to do is literally choose a new positive thought and replace it with that. And then it's just practice, 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 practice. It's a little hard for you to do that that I would encourage you put yourself in a positive environment because it's a lot easier to think positively when you're taking that positive action. I love that. I mean, uh, you, you don't really think about small things like that. Just change the environment that you're in. Um, man, this has been so cool, guys. Yeah. I love <laughs> being able to talk to cool people like this. Um, and guys, yeah. this process does not happen overnight. It's going to take time. It's going to take, it's an ongoing process. There's no real finish line for mental health. We're working on it the rest of our lives. I have my issues. Dr. Bisline has her issues. Okay, guys, it's going to be going on for the rest of our lives, but we can enjoy the journey. Um, So disconnect yourself from those negative sources, um, especially social media accounts that are making you feel bad about yourself. Um, make your social media, the, the, the comic book you want to read, um, and then make a game plan for your mental health, you know, treat your body, right. Take the the right foods and all that good stuff. Oh my gosh. This has been so good. Thank you, doctor, doctor. Um, (laughs) how can people keep up with you and what you're doing? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Yes. So um, I recently just started my own virtual practice called the Mental Empowerment Center. So I do offer one-on-one consultations. So if you're ready to really, you know, master your mental health, you're more than welcome to reach out to me on that. Um, I have an Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Visleen Atley, where I'm sharing tons of tips uh, that you can use to help create great mental health. And I'll be starting a YouTube channel soon. So yeah, very excited for that. So that's within the next week or two. So I'm going to be releasing my first video. So yeah, those are some of the places you can find me. 
there you go, guys. That is so exciting. Make sure to go check her out. All those links will be in the podcast description. Also, for your dose of daily positivity, make sure to go follow me at BulliesB.gun and Save the Kids, Inc. If you want me to come speak at your true school event, email me or my assistant, Liz. Both of that will be in the show notes as well. Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we will see you on the next one.